All right, I'm here with April Davis, I believe. I hope I get your names right. I always mess them up. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's going to introduce herself, and then we'll go from here. Sounds good. Hi, I'm April Davis with Lumar Luxury Matchmaking. Mm-hmm. So what is luxury matchmaking? I'm always I'm always curious about these dating sites and stuff. Yeah, so we are a personalized service. We're a boutique firm, and we actually are not a site or an app. We're an in-person service. We get to know our clients and understand who they are and who they're looking for in a match, and then we find them that person. And it works very similarly to an executive recruiter, but this is for people's love lives because you really don't know who someone is when they just show a profile and they say whatever they want on their profile online. And so we meet with people and we validate that and just vet them and get a feel for their energy and who they are and determine if they're a good match for our clients. And if so, then we set them up on a date. Mm -hmm. So what is your kind of opinion on other sites and apps and things like that, like Tinder, you know, all the other ones that are out there? I mean, there's so many. Um, What is unique about yours? Is it because it's in person? What is unique? Um, Well, yeah, there's definitely the in-person aspect. And then you just you get better quality when you're working with a service that is actually vetting people and making sure that they are who they say they are and um, they know who you are and think that they would be a good match for you. So it's all it's it really it's kind of like having one of your friends set you up with someone and your friend does this for their career and is really good at <laughs> knowing who people are because oftentimes friends will set you up with who they like and they know a single but not necessarily who would be the right fit for you mm-hmm. and how successful are these dates these are always curious because like you know tinder i think it's like one out of ten fail or one out of ten actually succeed and like actually get a date like what what is like the success rate of this yeah i would guess tinder they're not very <laughs> not very high um because you just you're going to get, you know, arthritis in your thumb before you get a date. We always joke. But no, I mean, there's, there's, it's probably there for some, for, you know, there's, it's there for some people and it, it works for some people. Um, Tinder is definitely, you know, it's the stereotype is that it's a hookup site and uh-huh. it's very superficial because you're just looking at pictures and seeing, oh yeah, I would want to meet that person or not. And this just this is a lot more personalized this is about people that want actual relationships and, and want to meet that person they don't just want to get that validation or the attention that you would get from an app mm. and what is like the criteria is there like a specific way you match people is it like i mean eHarmony has like this test you take mm-hmm. and then it matches you with certain people like what what yeah. is the process for yours so yeah, they would um, they match people based on them answering the questions similarly, and we do that somewhat because you do have to line up people's values similarly, making sure if if religion is important to them and that we match them with somebody else that has the same religious background and views, and then there's those are the basic foundational things like do they want to have kids at some point or will they date someone with kids all those those basic criteria but then there's a layer of where the matchmaker intuition comes in and just having 
someone there to be able, we can read people's, you know, what their personality is like and, you know, get a feel for their energy and know that that may complement our client or who we can get a feel for who would complement our client. You don't have to be twins, you know, you don't have to have the same answers or same everything the same, but you do have to be able to complement each other and ultimately you know, want the same thing down the road. You know, we ask questions about, of course, where do, where do they see themselves in five years? And paint me a picture of the kind of the life and the person and the relationship that you want in several years down the road. And then we can, that will help us to guide our selection process. Mm-hmm. And all these questions, do you, does a person look at them or is it like an algorithm? Like how, how, how no, do... we ask them, we sit down with oh, them, okay. That's ask them. We have a conversation. Oh, that's interesting. Is that, do you feel like that works much better because it's like human intuition kind of coming into play? Well, yeah, because we're reading, uh, absolutely, because we're reading the person and getting a feel for them. They're telling us stories, they're explaining it. It's not just a click, yes, no, rate that, you know, it's, you get to read in between the lines of who someone is. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, out of all these is it just like how successful is it do a lot of people get married from this do a lot of people get you know, mm-hmm. you know second we dates? are yeah we are a boutique firm and so we only each matchmaker is limited to only working with about 15 to 20 clients at a time so we're not like some of these sites or services that they're like oh we have thousands of members well we have thousands of people in our database which is essentially our rolodex who we have to choose from to match with our clients, but when it comes to our clients, we're it's a we have a very low client to matchmaker ratio, so we can give them the kind of dedication and just really know know them very well that they that they deserve and what they want from it. So it's very personalized, and it's also their search becomes very customized to them. Mm-hmm. And do, are you always like changing it up? I mean, because like um, I feel like a lot of dating sites have like this kind of thing where they they ask questions and even the in-person ones where you actually have people asking you questions or they ask you kind of the same things and like do you ever try to kind of innovate that or is it just kind of oh this is the questions we got let's just go with this format yeah you know it has it has um evolved for sure i mean you have to change any business you have to change to get the most out of it and adapt and so yeah, we've um, added other questions, taken out some, and just figured out what works. And then, of course, every client is different, too. So some clients might be concerned about, okay, um, what what does this person like to do on the weekends? I want somebody that wants to travel and, you know, and really will want us to go in-depth when we're vetting potential matches for that client. So that's what we do we just we so we might add another layer of vetting and include whatever it is that we need to make sure is clear for that client could because we're customizing it to mm-hmm. each client mm-hmm. and where did this idea come from did you come up with this like how what was like yeah my yeah my background is in process improvement and i was in corporate america at my I got my MBA when I was, by the time I was 20, and so I was very, um, very driven, and so I was working in corporate America, and I always knew I wanted to do something besides just, you know, work in a queue, (laughs) and so I had a lot of single friends, and I would hear these stories about how just online and just meeting people was really difficult, and 
sucked, quite frankly. <laughs> and so I started looking at the processes and looking at different sites and services and reading through like what did people like about them or not like about them, you know, what worked, what didn't. And I came up with this model and use my using my, you know, Six Sigma <laughs> and um, process improvement type skills and also ha- added in a layer of technology. So it, we can do a good job and use our systems to help us to find good matches for our clients, but we still have to have that human layer added in to to this whole thing, to the whole process. And so, yeah, that's where it kind of evolved. I just did a lot of research and then came up with this model and it's it has been revamped and we've made improvements along the way. We And we just went through a rebranding process last year as well because we wanted to, because the, the company really evolved from being, you know, fun and cute and dating and just, you know, we thought, oh yeah, just set people up on dates, but there's a, it's a lot more to it than just setting people up on dates. We really have to know our clients and give them feedback and help them if necessary, you know, not everybody wants it or needs it, but we, we will kind of act like, well, we're all certified life coaches. So we kind of, act, I always say, we're kind of like your sister that's going to tell you like, Hey, you need to try doing, doing this instead or change this or just, you know, do something different because you know, what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So we, we try to stop the insanity and, <laughs> and just really have a, have a process that's robust to get people into a relationship and you know find that person so our goal is ultimately to go to their wedding wow that 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 seems like a big step i don't know i just feel like the i don't know what is like how do you think technology has changed it i mean of course i think it's done like it's changed it so much i mean you can date people from across the world like it doesn't make sense it's crazy yeah but okay and that's it's great because it gives you more options of people to to meet but at the same time, it's lost all the personalization, uh-huh. so people just become commoditized, and nobody's really connecting and and looking at the person for who who they are as a whole. They're just like, oh yeah, you're just another profile, you're just another swipe of the thumb, and that has made for a really lonely society. And that's part of why they're saying that. You know, you see a group of people at a table, and they're all on their phone. They're addicted to their phone. They're addicted to that. Oh yeah, this person liked me. This person, you know, super liked me, or whatever it is. And um, so this is where people that actually want to find a relationship—they're sick of that. They're sick of sending out 100 messages or meeting up with people that are not really relationship-minded, and they're they're seeking that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some dating sites or apps or anything like that that you see like oh this is kind of cool this is new in the dating kind of world? Well. I think that the ones that are most successful are ones that, I mean, you have to have like a a specific area that you're going to go into. I think I tell people to try, depending on who they are and their age and where they live, you know, I will tell if you're in your 60s, I think, you know, get on Match, that's probably, or eHarmony, that's probably the best one for you. If you're a younger lady, or say you're whatever 30 years or 40s and um, a lady and you're looking for somebody that is maybe relationship minded and um, 
maybe husband, <laughs> then you and guys, I guess you could um, also guys need to get on the site. Bumble, I think, is a good one for people that are relationship minded. But any of the you get what you pay for. When something's free, then you're you're likely to have to put in a lot more work yourself manually yourself. Or you're going to get, if you're a woman, you go on there, you put your profile up, and you're going to get bombarded with hundreds of messages from guys. And then, meanwhile, the guys are going, oh, the site sucks, online dating sucks, because they they never get any responses. And, you know, people people can act like trolls online and be jerks and (laughs) send out rude messages to women. And so, I mean, there's, there's some pros. I've met lots of... People, I've heard stories of people that have met someone online, but I meet lots of people that, you know, are are over it. They don't they don't like it. It's not working for them, and they want to do something different. Mm-hmm. What do you think about like social media dating? I this is like a, a I never heard of this, but someone mentioned this to me, and I was like, this is very confusing. So like, it's just you meet on social media rather than like. A dating site you're not like looking to date but you're just on social media together like it's yeah. it's very strange to me well no um facebook is the number one dating site <laughs> more people meet on facebook than than on match or anywhere else so it's yeah it's it's all relative right because everybody there i, mean, I shouldn't say everybody but just about everybody's on facebook and then you see your friends of friends and friends of friends their friends and people start connecting and accepting and messaging. And it's just, it's a way to know that that person is real. And then, and you know, Facebook does a good job of, of suggesting who you might know. <laughs> and then when you see the picture of a woman, you're like, yeah, I want to know her. So they, they add her and they might message her or something. So it's the number one dating site, even though it's not. What? I, d- I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> this doesn't seem real because, I mean, it's not yeah. meant for that. Well, it's still the number one way to meet someone is still through someone else or, you know, like at a party or a wedding or something like that. But the number one way to meet someone online is through Facebook. Wow. Wow. And what what are that? What are the kind of sites to stay away from? I mean, like what what is the bad, the ugly, you know, where where do you not go? <laughs> Craigslist. Um, I would say you get what you pay for. So if something's free, then it's not going to be, you know, you're, you don't expect a lot out of it. And um, you're going to get, what did I, I heard that, you know, one in four profiles are fake and it's a, a scammer. Some of these sites create profiles and um, it's, you're actually messaging with the people that work for the company and stuff. Uh-huh. They're not people. So you hear a lot of that. Or there's just a ton of people asking, trying to get money. I just saw somebody sent me a profile of a woman, uh, LinkedIn profile yesterday. And they're like, she looks like she's too good to be, you know, trying to find a match on LinkedIn. You should help her. And I look at the profile and I read it. And I'm like, well, obviously she's, it, to me, it was obvious that this was a fake profile. This is some one probably in <laughs> Africa or something trying to get money from <laughs> from the guys that see this woman's you know this fake profile and then they they think they're gonna you know message her and get in a relationship with her and eventually they're gonna ask for money mm-hmm. from the guy what's they're using they're even using linkedin 
<laughs> no. Yeah, that's crazy. So what is like the telltale signs for that? Like, what do I look for? You know, um, you know well, I mean? in this case, she had it as like her job that she was looking for, the, you know, for someone. <laughs> and so that was her job title. Yeah. But and then you could just tell the English was bad. So I think that's, you know, a good sign is they have bad English or broken English. And um, and then if something seems to be good to be true, it probably is. Right. Uh-huh. And so if this hot lady is messaging you, of all the people out there <laughs> on the site, she's picked you. And, you know, that's not usually someone that you date. Then it's probably probably not <laughs> probably not real. And anytime someone asks for money, that's just, that's a no. Uh, no, it's definitely not, not good. I mean, it's, and they're really good. Some of them are really good. Some are, are people in the U.S. who are just really good con artists. I've seen some of them are, um, some of the messaging and stuff. And yeah, they're just good con artists. And unfortunately, you have to, I mean, you have to insist on seeing them. I would say that's another sign is do a FaceTime or Skype with them so you can actually see that they're a real person. And if they won't, then it tells you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a good idea because, I don't know, I just feel like you can you can get faked out and, like, I don't know, it's really weird. It's really weird out there. I think it's a... Uh, and you don't know who's real, so you're just, like, looking around. Even the guys. Even the guys, I say. I'm like, you know, you know... Uh, I had a friend who used some some other dude's profile picture as his profile picture. Yeah. Um, so he would just troll people, like just go on there and just be like, "Hey, I'm I'm Tom Cruise, uh, whatever, you know, whatever he, whatever profile he put." But like, it's it's just like I'm like, it's like so bad. I like, um, of course, video is like the only way c- to prove if someone's a person. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, and it's it's too crazy out there. I think if there's too many sites. There's like this one, that one. Like you don't know where to go. It's like which ones do you pick? You pick LumaSearch.com, uh-huh. and you let me <laughs> set you up on a date. I'll plan it and 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 hook you up. So just mm-hmm. um, if people, yeah, I mean that's why that's why we have iMarket. It's because people are sick of doing what you just said, and they want something real so you just if you like anything if you want to get in shape you can sure you can go to the gym but it might be overwhelming and you don't know what to do and you'll probably you know do the, a lot of the things wrong but if you really want to be good at it and you want to get the best bang for your buck then you work with a personal trainer and that's similar to what we do it's like anything you can outsource anything in life and this is outsourcing that process and your time is valuable so if you don't want to wasted obviously your friend that can create profiles and troll people has way too much time on his hands mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably should be volunteering or doing something else <laughs> with his spare time uh, it's more uh, he yeah. he's just crazy i don't know but like yeah, <laughs> um i think he just he just does it for fun but i'm like like this is crazy like, like he would go meet these girls and i was just like so you would just like say oh yeah let's go on a date blah 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 whatever and he would just go meet these girls and sit there, you know. He would even record them, which I thought was a terrible idea. I was like, you're going to get arrested. But then he was yeah. like, no, I can't get arrested because uh, you only need one person to record or whatever. This is just a public place or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And he does it and, you know, he puts it on YouTube and it gets like hundreds of thousands of views. It gets, you know, because it's like 
oh it's a prank or whatever i'm like man that's just mean to the other person like but yeah you know sounds like i try i try i you know <laughs> you know like try i it's hard to fix a jerk like that i'm, I'm yeah. he's hopefully he's listening oh yeah he he, he listens. I, I believe he listens. He's, he always tells me what's up. And I'm like, man, you just need to change this up. I don't know what you, you just do something else. <laughs> I'm like, this, yeah, this get is a crazy. life, volunteer, do something. I don't know. It's interesting to me, though, because, <laughs> you know, it's like me trying to change his mind on this. And it's like, you know, I've had to talk with him, whatever the talk is. I forget what the talk was, but like, it's just me trying to. Because he's, I, I don't know, it's just like, he just likes the the, the fun the of it. Yeah, the attention, yeah. the fun. And, mm-hmm. of course, like, I mean, that's how he makes a living. But, like, it's just like, it just kind of, like, kind of desensitizes it to my, so, like, I'm like, well, try something else. Like, just be nice. I don't know what to. You know, actually, just keep it up because this just is a one more reason why people want to use our service because there are jerks like that out there and, and we will weed through all of that from because yeah, yeah we're not going to set anyone up on the uh, date uh-huh. like so yeah yeah anyway do, do, <laughs> so dates, do dates go bad a lot or like for your site i'm always curious because like a lot of sites have you know uh 60 percent like success rate of the first date or 50 or whatever if it's a good site um like um, is there always any bad kind of moments that happen or is it always good because you're matching people all the time? You know, when you're dealing with humans and you're putting two people together, you're always going to have where people don't, they don't like each other, you know, huh. and um, no matter how many boxes get checked and they're exactly what each other are looking for, people, what it comes down to is finding that chemistry and that connection between two people and you don't know what has happened before they've what that has led them up to that point where they're meeting this other person and we all have very different life experiences so i talk about um sometimes word bombs and somebody might say something and then the other person hears it very differently because of their life experiences has have made them perceive the world very differently and so you know we try to give people tips and help them as much as much as they can but you know what i what i try to tell people the biggest thing is just to be open-minded and accepting you know because it's all relative everyone's you know they're there they have their opinion because of their life life experiences and their background and just be respectful of that and you know try to see the good in everyone because i have some clients that i could set them up with just about anyone and they would be like they would end up in a relationship with that person because they are so open-minded and sweet and just loving and they love everyone (laughs) and then i have other clients that are like no 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 (laughs) that will never find anyone because they have a checklist and they're very narrow-minded you know and they want that person to fit exactly all their you know check all their boxes so it just it really comes down to a person's outlook and attitude towards dating and relationships and you know where they want to be yeah down the road what makes a successful relationship? Is it is it personality? Is it is it? I mean, of course, appearance. Is it like what is it? Like what what are the kind of all the the factors in this well, equation? Thing, yeah, I mean, you do have to have a lot of things lined up. Your mm-hmm. values, first of all, I think, need to be very similar and aligned. Because if somebody is atheist and the other person is Jewish and they want to have kids at some point, 
that's going to be a point. That's going to be an issue. So make sure you figure that those kinds of things out if you are going to be with somebody that has very different values than you so that you, you know, ask all those questions. There's a reason why they have books and they want people to see counselors and priests and everything before you get married because they want to make sure that people have thought through all these things. And then the other thing is, I mean, you probably have heard this before, you have to keep working at it constantly. You have to keep addressing issues as they come up because oftentimes, you know, my husband is a divorce attorney. And so I have a good um, insight into this because that's what he, he sees people after they've been married for 30 years and they want to get divorced. And mm. the biggest reason why isn't necessarily just one event or one thing happening. It's the compilation of just hundreds of things building and building, getting worse and worse over the years. And they've never cleaned it up. They never have addressed the issues and, and fixed it and really taken care of things. It's just it builds to the point where they can't stand each other anymore. Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain that kind of like the rocket ship, you know, the, the momentum? How do you keep the momentum going? I mean, a lot of people, they get married or they, you know, meet on dating site or whatever. And it's like a year in, a two years in. It's like, nope, not doing this. Or, you know, even 30 years in. I mean, my, my, my grandfather just got divorced. So, like, yeah. it, it's crazy to me. Like, you've been together well, 45 years. Yeah. Um but it happens, I guess. I'm not, I'm always just like so curious, like what went wrong. Like it must have built up in 45 years a lot. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Or, you know, the oftentimes, I mean, after 30 years or something, the kids move out, and then they're trying to figure out who they are now without kids at the house. Maybe they were together and they were good par- parent partnerships, and now they're living in a different era, a different chapter of their life. And they need to re-find themselves and um, as a couple and also as individuals. And they that's when they decide, well, you know, I'm going to find somebody else. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to be with this person any longer. But to answer your question about how do you, you know, fix things, I think it's the same way that at, at, your, at your job or career, you don't just, you know, every I, everybody I've heard people complain where they – you know, once a year they might talk to their boss about how they're doing. And really you should be having weekly check-ins or, or at least monthly one-on-ones with your, with your boss about how you're doing in the role. So you don't get surprised down the road. And I think it's the same with any relationship. You need to check in, see how things are and talk about, you know, if they're happy and where they think there could be some more work or focus within the relationship you know, and maybe come up with a checklist of things to go through and um, just check in. Maybe if it's just once a month, I think that that's better than never doing it at all. And everything's just a fight, you know, you can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So I also wanted to talk about paid services. Like, how do you know which paid service to go to? I mean, there's, of course, yours and there's other ones. But like, how do you kind of figure that out? Uh, well, as far as like sites go and stuff. Yes. You know, I just I hear, I hear all the I'm I'm probably not the best person to talk to about this because I hear all the negative things. People come to me when they're sick and tired of all the sites, but I think that you know when it comes to choosing a site, 
I've, I've actually told people to try several of them and because that's what I, because you don't know who's going to be on the site at the exact time that you are. And so maybe you have to look at a couple, but you know, oftentimes some these sites are, they're run by the same company. So if you're on like match.com, it's the same thing as, um, like our time, or I think it's, just, they're all held by the same company. So they have the same profiles on the, on the different sites. So yeah, it wouldn't make sense to pay for multiple sites. So you'd want to look into who, who is the parent company of each of the sites. So you're not just doubling up. And then, yeah, you have to, you have to try different things to see what works for you. And I've heard it. I mean, it just really, it depends on what you want, where you're, where you live and what you're looking for. If you're in a rural area, I would say match and maybe farmers only would be a good <laughs> option for you to check out. And then if you, and it also, it depends on your age, you know, I think for women in their like thirties and forties and maybe fifties, I've heard good things about Bumble. And if you're, so if you're a decent guy, um, get on and you actually want, you're looking for a relationship then I would say, you know, Bumble's a good thing. But if you're just looking for, you know, to meet up with a bunch of people or get some attention, you know, maybe Tinder's what's right for you. It really it just depends on the person and what you want, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And where do you see kind of these uh, these websites in like 10 years from now or 15 years from now? Like, where do you see dating in that, that amount of time? Like, what do you think is going to happen? So people ask me, was online your competition? And I say, well, it's most of the time it's our justification. I think that, you know, we we will continue down this path. They're going to have different, you know, tweaks and come out with different things. Maybe there's virtual reality dating Uh and all these kinds of things. But people will still continue to be lonely (laughs) and maybe even more so because they're losing that human connection. And they're just looking at someone as if they're just their profile. They're uh-huh. not actually talking. And this goes back to what I was saying about when you see a group of people out and they're all on their cell phones having conversations with somebody that's not there. They're, you know, posting pictures so they can get more likes and they're checking how many likes they have. And that leads to a very lonely society. And so I think that they will ultimately want to come back to we're talking to a counselor or maybe a matchmaker or whoever to figure out why why are they single why are they unhappy why are they lonely and how what they can do to address that so it comes back i think it yeah it might continue down this path but it's ultimately people are going to need more of the coaching around more of the human interaction and those soft skills you know conversation skills because they haven't been practicing they haven't built real connections and real relationships with people they just have these superficial ones mm-hmm. yeah i think it would help your business later on because mm-hmm. well then i also have the, i hear the other argument like it's going to be so it's going to be so accurate like it's going to be like 90 percent or whatever like of dates succeed and people get married or whatever the number would be and there's no algorithm i mean there's no way to know if humans cannot predict you know for themselves how if something is going to be accurate, how could a how could a computer? Oh, uh, this you see, this is where like it breaks down for me. Like, as like someone who like looks at it and I'm like looking at AI. What if a human being was like 
inside of computer and like all these other things like there's these all these kind of methods but the episode was basically it wasn't like you know meeting online and then you read this it would actually take you on dates but it would like it was weird because you would have like a certain time period you were with the person and it would just test you like with each person it wasn't like uh online and you get the perfect match like that it was like you date person um two weeks a year um six months like just to test you out like it was really weird and like um at the end of course like you know the the two people fell in love in like the beginning right and they they were only together for a week and he broke trust and all this other stuff right and then at the end they they decide hey oh it doesn't matter this dating thing doesn't work like this this machine is telling me what to do when i know i love you or whatever and i was just like kind of blown away with like this kind of idea of like dating like just multiple people separate different times spending because like you don't really know a person till you've like traveled i think traveling is like the biggest thing if you ever travel with a person like th- that is like the kind of like where you learn indicator yeah, yeah it's a good indicator of uh-huh. how it's gonna be yeah and i mean and also i think if you i think people should live together before mm-hmm. they get married because it gives them an idea of what it's going to be like once they're actually married and you can learn a lot about someone <laughs> and you have to make sure that you're you can you can do this you know? mm. big commitment yeah i think it's just but then i feel like people get way too emotionally attached to other people like is that is that also an issue because like some people just you know they're so open-minded like you said and they just like oh i'm gonna make this work no matter what even though it's like you're trying to fix something that's already kind of like half broken or whatever yeah, I mean, we, if you're in love with someone, you oftentimes will look past <laughs> some of the, if you're in love with someone, you look past some of those kinds of issues. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes, I guess, but like, yeah, I don't know, but it was, what April's wonderful talking to you, it's always interesting, I think, dating sites are, I don't know, this this is new, not passion, but like I'm always interested in like what makes us different from that, um, because there's a lot of stuff out there and people don't know where to go. So, um, mm-hmm. where what is the, the the website so everybody can know? People can anyone can join at lumasearch.com. It's L-U-M-A, which stands for Luxury Matchmaking, and it's lumasearch.com. And you can fill out the profile form and be considered as a match to one of our clients or even be a client yourself if you'd like for us to find that person for you. Um, and how do you fi- I'm always, how do you find this how do you find matchmakers like people that match people with other people? Is it just um, Yeah, I mean most of the, the ladies that are working with me, they've been doing it for many many years. They came from different firms and um, and but I'm also I'm working with a a recruiter to find someone else right now and i think that it's just it's you have to have that gift of being able to understand people and have that intuition and read people and then also you know work with <laughs> we were very good at working with people so it's a it's a skill set right? you know and every a lot of matchmakers they're really different but they're good at what they do so I think the biggest thing is just being able to read people 